You might be able to find your sister sooner by traveling west by rail. Well, you agree with that plan. I will need more than two hundred dollars for expenses. I suggest you choose your two saddle horses, as your father wrote in his will. Hmm. Well, Mr. Lawyer, Harry thought to himself, what you don't know won't hurt anyone. I suppose I'll see you when I see you, Mr. Randall. Good luck on your search. I hope you find your sister well and in good spirits. I'll take inventory of the real estate and livestock as soon as possible. Harry stood up from the chair, put his felt hat back on, and turned toward the dark paneled door to Lawyer Randall's private office. George Randall remained seated at his desk as he began closing the files concerning the estate of Horace Turner. Harry stopped at the door and turned around to face the lawyer again. Uh, who's supposed to hire the caretaker? You or me? I think the best way to handle that is for you to choose someone who, in your opinion, is competent with horses and then send him to me for salary negotiation. I already have a hired man who knows the operation and all the horses. His name's Caleb Lowell. He's been at the farm since before my father went off to the war. Caleb is a freed slave from Pennsylvania. This is a position of responsibility, Harry. Do you think a Negro is capable? If you want someone who knows horses and how to care for them, Caleb's your man. If you want some stranger who might steal the place blind, get your own caretaker. On my return, I will hold you responsible for keeping the place going in my absence. So, you want to talk to Caleb? Well, I suppose that as long as you can vouch for the man, I will talk to him. How much you figure to pay him? How much have you been paying him? Well, he's been getting a dollar a day, and found. He has a room in the stud barn. I think an increase would be appropriate since he'll be taking on more responsibility, like selling horses to the Manhattan Police Department. That contact has been very good over the years. Very well. Send him in, and I'll negotiate a salary that'll be appropriate, as you say. We'll be here tomorrow morning. Harry opened the door and left the building without further conversation with his father's lawyer. The entire affair gave him a bad taste. He found himself cursing his father under his breath as he tightened the cinch on the big gray gelding before mounting for the ride back to the farm. I wonder what would happen, he thought to himself, if I just sold what horses were on the farm and took off west with Caleb to find Hannah. He booted the gray into a jog after reining him around toward the farm located five miles west of the village. He continued to think about all his options and responsibilities, as well as possibilities. Randall would probably have the law after me before we got out of Westchester County. He reined up in front of Paxton's pub, dismounted and tied the gelding to the hitching rail. Inside... He stood in front of the Walnut Bar, the sole customer at ten in the morning. The bartender, a man taller than Harry's five foot eight inches, 
took the order for a whiskey and put a shot glass in front of him. There ye be, Harry. By the look on your face, might ye be angry with someone? Mike, I may be mad as hell, but I refuse to tell you why and with whom, Harry said, and tossed down the whiskey Mike Paxton had poured into the shot glass. You might tell everyone in Westchester County who I'm mad at. Harry chuckled as he looked at Mike Paxton's scowl. Now, Harry, I did not mean to intrude. I'm just concerned by your look. Well, Mike, old friend, you won't have to worry about my looks much longer. I'll be heading west to find my sister, Hannah. Aye, the one what three years ago took up with that bloody gambler, eh? You have it right, Mike. I haven't heard from her in a year, but I'll find her someplace, somehow. Yeah.